0: Welcome to the Heart Rate Variability Podcast. Each week, we talk about heart rate variability and how it can be used to improve your overall health and wellness. Please consider the information in this podcast for your informational use and not medical advice. Please see your medical provider to apply any of the strategies outlined in this episode. Heart Rate Variability Podcast is a production of Optimal LLC and Optimal HRV. Check us out at OptimalHRV.com. Please enjoy the show. Welcome friends to the Heart Rate Variability Podcast. I am back here with my good friend, partner, and author of his second book, uh, Dr. David Hopper. Dr. Dave, welcome back to the show. A show that you have hosted many times in the past. Uh, How how are you doing, my friend? How is life?
1: Life is really great. And uh, and thank you, Matt. These are always so much fun to do. So I'm extremely happy to be uh, chatting with you on a podcast again. And, uh, and especially when we get to talk about a fun topic like heart rate variability, our, our favorite, yes. and chiropractic, one of my other favorites. So
0: Absolutely. Whatever. So I, I know I held the book up. I, I will hold it up for our YouTube watchers there. But on Amazon, you will be able to find in paperback and in Kindle format, heart rate variability for chiropractors, a simple guide to understanding and using HRV in practice by Dr. David Hopper. So um, going through the book, um, you know, I I love it as a simple guide uh, for chiropractors. And I know you've been doing a lot of training for different chiropractic associations uh, across the country. So I just kind of want to start out by what have you been learning from that experience? I don't think you've really been on the podcast. We haven't talked about it at least um, since you've really ramped up the, the training side of your work. So just as you go around, probably introduce HRV to some chiropractors, uh, maybe get them thinking about implementing it in just kind of, what are some of the lessons from the road, so to speak?
1: So it's, uh, it's very interesting because there are, um, there's a very clear division and it is people who have never heard of HRV before and people who, um, People who use it but don't understand it, <laughs> and so uh, that that pretty much makes up the two groups of people using heart rate variability. Uh, at least, uh, at least that's what I get. Um, so it's it's really fun doing these trainings because I get a lot of very interesting questions, yeah. um, and I get to teach a bit. So I teach uh, hour long trainings, and I've done that for many uh, many of the chiropractic associations across the country uh, at this point, and. Um, and we give them a really good introduction, a really good overview of what HRV is mm-hmm. um and and the beginnings of how you can uh, use that in practice and that um and then I do have an online course that I, that I offer that they can take extended to um to get more in-depth training. but um but actually, the reason why I ended up doing this book, Matt, was because I had so many people who would ask me, some of these, you know, more basic questions about HRV, and I kept answering the same questions over and over again, and finally made me say, "You know what? Let me just write a quick guide on how to just do this." Um, so uh, so that is that is what motivated me here and, uh, and what helped me answer a lot of these questions in a much simpler way.
0: Awesome. So I would love, from the chiropractic perspective, as I, I know our listeners vary across, a range of uh, different professions, but you know, from from the chiropractic perspective, and then we can maybe generalize a little bit too. I love section three of your book being the nervous uh, system led care, and I just, I, you know, a, a concept that that I love. You know, I know I, I've used uh, HRV informed care in the, in the past when you know talking about mental health. But from a chiropractic perspective, uh, again, and I know it's been a long time since our first episode where you know I'm kind of wondering what a guy who helps me align my back, why do they care about my heart? And I've learned from you a, a lot more about uh, the integrative holistic approach of chiropractic care and I've come to appreciate that. But but when you use the, the concept of nervous system-led care and chiropractic um, care, Tell me what you're you're talking about there. Help help define that for our audience.
1: Well, absolutely. And I uh, and first, uh, let's talk about let's talk about that in general. Why would we care about heart rate variability? Um, so to take a step back and just do some generalizations, right? Uh, heart rate variability is looking at the function of the autonomic nervous system, and specifically, we're looking at vagal tone with that. Mm-hmm. So. When we are doing chiropractic care, and for most types of therapy, um, what we are doing is we're affecting the nervous system. And that's what we care about. That's why we want to know is, are we making a positive change or a negative change? What does this look like intracession? And what does this look like over a longer time period? Um, and by measuring heart rate variability, we can get answers to those questions. We can see if the things that we are recommending, whether that be lifestyle changes or therapeutic interventions, we can actually see if these things are making a positive impact on this person. So when we say nervous system led care, what we're saying is that, well, nervous system runs your body and, that's, and if that isn't behaving well, if that isn't doing its job to the best of its ability, nothing else is going to really function great. Um, so we need to listen to that first. So when we get a patient in the door, and we measure their nervous system and we measure the autonomic nervous system specifically using heart rate variability, um, then we know where this person is at. Mm-hmm. And then as we begin our care, it's going to inform us about how we are affecting that nervous system. So let's start with the moment a patient walks in the door. Um, and, uh, and I know I've said this on past episodes, but I, but what I try to do is I try to get patients to start collecting their heart rate variability even a week before they step in my door. So right when they call for their new patient exam, I say, you know, uh, Martha, uh, you know, let's let's have you come in and you're going to pick up an HRV reader and you are going to start taking your readings every single day until we start seeing you. Now we know we have a shot of what this person actually looks like in real life before we ever put hands on them. So we know where their nervous system is at. Now, how that helps us as therapists is we know that somebody with a high heart rate variability is going to respond faster to care and they're going to respond better to care. Mm. Now, and the opposite is also true. Somebody who has low heart rate variability is going to take longer to respond to the same therapy. So just from a programming standpoint, right? We, we can help, uh, that helps us so much more with you know, uh, frequency of care and length of care plan. We can estimate that way better. Just understanding where this person is walking in the door. And then when we get into nervous system led care, well, that's just uh, what we've been talking about, which is, which is, let's see how they're actually reacting once we start the process. And we can see if we're putting the gas pedal on too hard, right? Like if we're doing too much for this person and it's actually decreasing their HRV, or if we're doing just the right amount, right? To where we can see this person gradually increasing in HRV, or at least maintaining the same, but we see symptoms, uh, we see symptoms, unfavorable symptoms for that matter, uh, disappear as we go through care.
0: I love that. Let let me, let me ask you, I want to dig into what you said just a little bit deeper because, you know, and and it's something that I haven't seen research on. uh, So, so I'm going to just throw an assumption out there. When I think about mental health care, I, I would assume if I got somebody coming in with a low HRV baseline, I'm almost set up to succeed pretty quickly because hopefully i could get them you know uh with with some some interventions psychological maybe talking about movement extra that i might see get some big jumps pretty quickly like like it's almost set up to like you know if the team's doing horrible you throw me in the game i can't make it worse maybe i can make it better uh but but you're seeing that the higher and, and again chiropractic care and mental health care are we're working on the nervous system but in very very different ways but but you're you're actually seeing the the higher rate is getting better results quicker than than someone with lower hrv and i, I just i, I want to just throw that out there maybe you can unpack it or throw some insight about why that that might be happening
1: yes well well absolutely and um and i what we look at with that is uh, cuz you might actually see quite the opposite from your from your mm-hmm. assumption in that somebody who has a very low HRV um you know even though when they walk in the door you say yeah exactly well, well what I can do can only make this better yeah. certainly <laughs> right um but it might take that person a lot longer to actually begin to respond because their nervous system isn't in a state where it's ready so mm-hmm um, I, I like to, uh, I like to say that, uh, that we're all Lamborghinis, right? Uh, so our nervous system is a, is a Lamborghini, right? And, um, and, and depending on what we put into that Lamborghini, uh, depends on how well that Lamborghini is going to perform, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, so, so if you, if you have a Lamborghini that's been, uh, that's been fed garbage its whole life, right? Uh, you know, that's, that's lack of movement. That's poor sleep. That's poor breathing. That's, you know, um, that's the list goes on and on and on. Right. Um, this person's going to walk in with a very low HRV. They have the potential to perform very high, but it's going to take them a while to get all those repairs done to get to performing at that level. Whereas somebody who walks in with a high HRV, well, that's, you know, that's a Lamborghini that's not too far away from performing Mm -hmm. great. So it's a much shorter distance to get that person back on track, to get that person performing really well. Um, it's a difference between, you know, uh, if we're using the car analogies, between needing an oil change and, um, and needing a new engine, right? Uh, yeah, you know, it's a,
0: exactly. It's,
1: so uh, so we, we can look at it that way. But, uh, but without a doubt, um, the people with the lower HRV, although there's a lot more to work on, the response is going to be a lot slower in general.
0: And do you see that uh, with the the physical healing? Did you see, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that's kind of what we're talking about here, but but you see a higher heart rate variability. Let's say somebody with uh, like me, for example, is uh, pretty good for my age group and demographics at least. I'm a rock star with HRV because I'm a nerd and I hyper focus on it. But you know, I was snowboarding like an eighteen-year-old uh, this weekend and mistaked a powder uh, a boulder for a powder stash. Which you know, if you've ever snowboarded, you handle rocks differently than a four-foot pile of snow. And you know, I threw pretty much everything out. You know, at my age, if you like, you know, jump four feet in the air and slam into the ground everything hurts it's like for some reason my triceps are beyond sore so you you get a yahoo like me with a a fairly strong hrv for his age i come into you and say ah man i hit a boulder dave you you're probably going to have better results for me than hey i'm i'm not living a healthy lifestyle i hit the same rock in the same way fall down that Matt, that version of Matt uh, is probably going to take a little longer to heal uh, than, than, you know, the, the rock star that I humbly am.
1: <laughs> well, I'm glad that you're self-identifying as a rock star. <laughs> uh, as a rock star. Um, and, and, and that you are, Matt, that you are. Uh, but um, but 100%, exactly like you said, uh, so somebody with a higher HRV is going to respond better. And they're going to respond faster. Um, and that's you know, if you look at um if you look at the research, it it's and you and you look at HRV predictions with anything, um, it's going to it's going to show you from uh from from just about any disease, uh, you know, any any kind of mortality, um, the lower your HRV is, the worse the predicted outcome. Um w- with the exception of um uh Oh, why is it escaping me? Um, uh, what Janelle works on,
0: uh, eating, uh, yeah, disordered uh, eating,
1: yeah, her her eating disorders, yes, uh, yeah, that is the only exception, but um, it's but, absolutely
0: yes. fascinating. Uh, we'll have to do a show. i am trying to get her on an episode, but it's weirdly fascinating what she's finding,
1: yeah, yeah, but yeah, so, uh, so uh, exactly what you said, though, is a hundred percent true.
0: So I would love to kind of use uh, the the rest of the episode, because again, the the book does a great job of what is heart rate variability, how to measure it, things that you and I have actually talked about quite a bit on the podcast uh, over the years. I I would love to explore uh, both in your book, uh, section four, and also just through your work uh, with chiropractors. And I know you also, you know, it's not just chiropractors that you talk to, you work with uh, as well, but this idea, especially for the professionals out there of integrating HRV into care in a a profitable way because um, there is some upfront, you know, probably expense, whether that's a ten thousand dollar biofeedback machine or you know our you know, fifty dollar reader, that there's some expense there, probably for the professional, even if it's minor you know, so how do you help people who maybe they, they're they they're one of those folks that you're introducing HRV to, how do you help them think about it from sort of that business perspective with the ultimate goal of, yeah, sure, it's great to make money. And it you know, making money allows you to run a business, but you're also obviously making money by improving the patient experience and the patient's outcomes at the same time. So I would love to to kind of explore with you how you kind of talk to folks about integrating HRV um, into their chiropractic uh, uh, work.
1: Um, yeah, so uh, so I do get this question a lot. And number one is I don't even make it an option. Um, it's not even a question of whether or not they're going to be using uh, HRV measuring throughout care. It's just built into their plans. Um, and uh, and that takes out the you know people who would say, oh you know well this all sounds good but I think I I think I won't do that, mm-hmm. um so just build it into the cost of the care plans and I build in a device into the cost of the care plans as well, uh, actually into their initial visit so um so with uh with that though you know to uh, to rewind for a second you know like you had said. It used to be where it was tens of thousands of dollars to use this, mm-hmm. and that's why HRV was not so popular. Um, when I first came out of school, there was uh, basically one option for using HRV in your practice, and um, and that was um, several thousand dollars. Uh, and and that's what I did. I bought that, um, and there are many many doctors out there still using uh, that particular device and several other like it. And don't get me wrong. It's a great device. It does a really good job. Um, and and they still do like the big bulky expensive ones. They still do a great job. Yeah. It's just that technology has advanced to the point where like what you just held up our reader, um, you know, as I'll hold up, right? There, um, yeah. yeah. So uh, our reader, you can get for $50 and you can get the same level of data. So, um, So it's pretty amazing that we're at that time. Um but it makes it makes the hurdle the financial hurdle anyway much less um so that when you're a chiropractor thinking about getting into this, you know uh, if you if you buy a box of ten of these uh ten or more, you get a discount you do um,
0: good job dave <laughs> good job <laughs>
1: right <laughs> um so uh so it's pretty easy to cross that hurdle and, and justify, okay, I'm going to spend $500 as my entry fee rather than, you know, $5,000 as my entry right. fee. It's, it's quite a bit different. Um, and then, especially as each patient comes in, uh, you, you, you knock that away, right? Uh, cause each each patient is buying one of those devices as they come in. Then there's the ongoing with it too. So if I'm monitoring a patient's HRV, if I'm looking at that every single week, um, a, and and in some cases, if it's somebody that I'm particularly concerned about, I may even be looking at that on a daily basis. Um, very easy to check that, and um, and and I do like to uh, you know again look at. Uh, we did an awesome job with our dash with our dashboard where it's very simple to check a patient's HRV. Um, it's just it's it's right there every single morning. You just glance at it, um, and we can see their trends. We can see where they're going, and to charge for that. Is is easy. You build that into the price of your adjustments. You build that into the price of your um, you build that into the price of your packages. Um, if that's if that's how you run things at your office. So it's very easy. We're we're integrating these fees into there. Um, now, the other thing is after. So um. So you know, in chiropractic specifically, we're going to be seeing people typically at a higher frequency in the beginning of care than we're going to be seeing them at the end of care, mm-hmm. um, or when they you know go into a uh, you know quote unquote uh, you know a maintenance um, type a uh, type of care plan, and um, and there there what I do with patients is I put them onto a a fee where I'm just checking their you know I'm, I'm looking at their HRV and um, and. They're paying a very small fee. But what's really cool about that is that's my that's my that's my um uh, my reason to call them up and say, hey, Matt, your HRV has been down for three days. How are you doing? Mm-hmm. And Matt says, you know what? It's funny that you called me. I'm not doing that well. Here's what happened. And I, okay, well, let's get you back in here. Let's take care of that, right? Um, it's a great point. I mean, you're literally monitoring this person's health from a distance and it pays for itself in that regard when when I can reactivate a patient, get them back on a care plan because this person isn't doing well. They they need my help at that point. And then we get them back to a good place, and then Matt can go on his lovely way. And then and then if I get alerted again that Matt's not doing well and we see his trend going down, all right. Then I'm gonna reach out to Matt again. We're going to um we're going to uh help him out uh, and um another another big thing is that um that I I talk about a lot is uh is that it opens up the door to other conversations mm-hmm. so um so a lot of patients won't tell their specific doctor about something that's going on in their life so um so you know as a therapist people put you in this box as these are the only things that a therapist can help me out with right? Um, so people aren't going to tell their therapist that they, their triceps are sore from snowboarding, right? Because in most people's heads, that has nothing to do with their therapy, right? right. Um, just like people, a lot of people aren't going to tell their chiropractor about the fact that maybe they didn't sleep well, right? Or maybe that their bed partner doesn't sleep well. Because yeah. um, it has nothing, you know, it has, right, quote unquote, nothing to do with, uh, with why they're seeing me. But when we see an HRV trend, that isn't making sense for this person, it's so easy to call that out and say, well, what else is going on? Why aren't we seeing the improvements that we would expect to see? We're doing everything right. You're doing everything right. What's the missing ingredient? Yeah. Well, you know, my husband is a really loud snorer and it keeps me up all night. Oh, okay, let's talk about that, right? And it gives us an opportunity, right? Um, and same with like, you know, the therapist who says that, and goes, well, you know, I had this snowboarding trip and I, had this horrible fall and I'm super sore. all over. her. Okay. Well, I might be your therapist. Maybe I can't help you with that, but I know this great doctor who can. <laughs> so right. let's, let's take care of that because, because again, we're, we're not just parts. Um, if we, if we look at our patients as individual parts, we're not going to get anywhere, but if we're caring for everybody as a whole, which is what HRV really helps us out with, then we get awesome results. Um, so that's that's another huge powerful piece of uh of using HRV. I
0: love it. Uh, so, I would uh, I always love to ask authors this question, and uh, so uh, one of the things I love about writing books, and uh, with you publishing this, it's kind of kicked me in the butt. I, I, I've got a 10th a anniversary or a second edition of my first book that I I need to get out 2016, 2017. So I'm working on outline. So you've really, you've really inspired me. Uh, it's like, oh man, I wanna publish another book. It's so much fun. Uh, but one of the things I love about it, uh, which is I find different than doing a training, which I also love. Uh, people having to listen to me talk, I, I'll never get sick of that. But it's, you think about things a little differently. You know, you gotta think, Deeply, what concepts follow other concepts, and you know what? What I have always found that when I'm done writing a book, I think about things a little bit different. I, I get insights along the way that obviously then inform how I deliver trainings or how I talk about different subjects. And I just kind of wonder uh, with your first solo effort uh, uh, on uh, heart rate variability for chiropractors. Just kind of what that process was like for you. Any insights that that sort of came out of the pro your process uh, in getting this book published?
1: Um. So the uh, the process, fortunately, wasn't all that horrible. Um. Well, one because hurry variability is something that I just really think about all all day and dream about at night. <laughs> uh, but um. Uh, but. You know, I, um, I had developed an entire course, um, for heart rate variability and, um, and it was, uh, it was pretty easy to take, to take that outline and, and, and grant that took a lot of insight and a lot of thought, um, to come up with that entire course and, uh, and to do that entire course. So, um, so I took that course and just basically smashed that outline down and, um, and took the biggest concepts out of that course um, and made that into into this book. So that that really helped in making the process not that bad to think about because um, yeah. I had already done all the hard thinking uh, when I was uh, when I was developing when I was developing the course. So I took um, so I took all the uh, all the biggest concepts out of that and uh, and threw them in here and then I made it specific. Uh, well, I mean, really, as you as you read through. Although it says for chiropractors, it really applies to every, every healthcare practitioner. Um, I was going to
0: mention that. Yeah, I, I, yes, I chiropractors and everybody else.
1: (laughs) Right, right. Um, Yeah. So, so fortunately for me, that wasn't a, that wasn't all that bad of a, of a brainstorming process there.
0: Excellent. Um, so I just want to, one more plug for Dave's book, uh, again, heart rate variability for chiropractors. Um, uh, I got my print copy on Amazon. I know there's a Kindle version, uh, out there as well. Anything else, uh, you want people to know about the book, uh, before we wrap up, Dave?
1: Um, yeah, you know, uh, if you, if you get one, make sure you leave me a five-star review. Uh, that's whether you've read it or received it or not. (laughs) I I, I
0: realize I I should have done that the moment I got it. So uh, I will go uh, do uh, that exact thing once we get off here. So Dave, congratulations. Um, You know, when I Googled heart rate variability, I saw our book, my book, your book, all right there, uh, which just put a smile on my face. Um, It's just such an honor to work with brilliant people Uh, uh, like yourself, and I think you've given uh, chiropractors and, and again, everybody else who breathes a really good, uh, simple, accessible um, way to integrate HRV into their own life, in their own way of thinking about their own health, and um, if they're a professional uh, their practice as well. So congratulations, my friend. Always great to have you on the show. So I just, uh, you put a huge smile on my face when, uh, like I said, this came to my door and I could hold it. I love holding books in my hand, whether it's my book or people that I, I truly value in my life. It's just so fun. I know like probably a thousand people who have written a book, but there's no book out there for me to buy. So I know that it's a, it's a big process. So congratulations, my friend.
1: Well, thank you so much. And you, you were a huge motivation for, for this. So thank you, Matt.
0: Uh, Thank you. Hey, as always, you can find show notes, other resources at optimalhrv.com. Everybody, thanks for listening. And Dave, thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week.